Hey guys, we are back and we're going to talk about tools and other things. One of the things we touched on when we just took a quick break was uh, meds. And I think I was on a, a low dose anxiety sertraline medication and I drank while I was taking it, which negated taking <laughs> the medicine. And I wonder how many people do exactly the same thing take anxiety meds and still drink did you it's it's you know when you're in the healthcare profession it's, yep. it's a little a little embarrassing when you think about the ways that you've abused your body or maybe abused medications or done things that you clearly know better about mm -hmm. and uh, for probably a good 15 to 20 years i've taken Xanax off and on, um, for anxiety. I have never had a problem with it. I've never had a dependency and I'm very, very careful with it. I don't take it very often. Um, but, um, I've always had that in my life when things started to get really stressful for me a couple of years ago, I started on Prozac and I just kept upping the dose. I kept going, okay, this isn't enough. Let's try the next dose, the next dose, the next dose. And I was on a, a pretty high dose of Prozac and drinking and still very anxious. Because surprise, surprise. You, yeah. You get anxious when you're drunk and, and hung over all the time. And so I think back and I was like, man, I was taking these high doses of Prozac. I was drinking every night. There were nights that I knew I needed to go to bed, but I was drunk. And so I would go take a handful of God knows what sleeping pills, Benadryl, melatonin, uh, Xanax. I mean, who knows what I was taking mm -hmm. and who knows how toxic of a cocktail I could have put together without thinking about it because I was blackout drunk. I mean, who knows if I could have taken the medication twice or three times or, you know, thinking that I hadn't yeah. taken it yet. I mean, that's very common with my brain as is then you, you know, inebriate it and it's even worse. And so, um, yeah. And at that point I was, <laughs> we were so blind to ourselves Yes. Grinding my teeth constantly because of the Prozac. It's a side effect that some people have. And I didn't know that. So I was grinding my teeth constantly. I was breaking my fillings and my teeth and I couldn't figure out why all of a sudden I was having all these dental problems. It was because I was on an incredibly high dose of Prozac that wasn't doing anything for me and drinking straight through it. Um, you know, now I'm on a nice dose of the sertraline. Yeah, me too. I, and, and that helps me with my depression and my anxiety. And then I also take Buspiron, which is a more short-term anxiety medication, but it doesn't have the addictive qualities that Xanax has. So you can take it throughout the day. And I did notice recently, I, I um, didn't fill my prescription. It was just every day was so busy that I couldn't get to the pharmacy and I didn't take it for a week and I could feel it. Like my anxiety started to climb and it wasn't catastrophic. It's not the same as when I go without my antidepressants for a week. That is, that is very messy, but, um, <laughs> so don't do that. But, um, I definitely, this past week was not the week to go without more anxiety medicines, basically. I've reduced mine and I did try to come off it, but I went back to crying all the time and I thought, I don't want to be crying all the time. So I thought, no. And it, it's another tool in my sobriety journey is that Definitely. medication. And 
while it's only small, it keeps me level emotionally. And as we know, all women, we're all emotional. What is it? Women are emotional and men are cerebral. Um, you know, we do. We are an emotional species. It's just the way we're made. We're hormonal. And I use it. It is one of the tools in my toolbox for my sobriety. And I'm going to assume rightly or wrongly, because ah, assume makes an ass out of you and me. I was always told that the first rule of management, never assume. It'll make an ass out of you. <laughs> You do the same thing. It's part of your toolbox is to be careful with your medication and how you take it and why you take it. And being okay with taking it, you know, back yes. to stigmas, yes. stigmas about mental health. You know, one thing that I find the more I attend the Zooms, the more people that I meet, the more I interact with people. Do you ever realize that a lot of us have anxiety, depression? mood disorders, personality disorders, bipolar, ADHD, all of these things that go hand in hand with alcoholism yeah. because they are all these unstable ways of existing and we don't know how to cope. And so alcohol just becomes this medicine and crutch and coping mechanism. But we all, there's so many of us where alcoholism is just the sidebar. And I, I hate to distract a from like how serious alcoholism is and how many people struggle solely with alcoholism and detoxing and staying away from it every single day. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't have that relationship with alcohol. I had to break a habit and I had to retrain my way of thinking and now it's kind of like, I've said this in, in Zooms before, but now I look at alcohol as something like I'm allergic to, something okay. that makes me really sick. So like, I just kind of, or like if I was on a diet and it was chocolate cake, you know, like I yeah, can't I know what you mean. have it. I can't have that. I can't, you know, as healthy as I get, as stable as I get, I can't have alcohol because what if that one time is the last time and everything falls apart from there. Just like, what if I took a medication that I'm allergic to and it kills me, you know, mm -hmm. alcohol yes. is the exact same thing. So I don't have like that chronic struggle with alcohol in that respect. I just have to learn how to sit with my feelings and deal with my stuff because alcohol is no longer an option. Um, and so a lot of us have that problem. And, and I know that there are some of us that alcohol and substance abuse is the problem. And, and that is the big problem that people are trying to get over. Um, but for me, I feel like that was a, a side effect of a lot of other things that were going on that I had never, ever acknowledged my entire life. I thought it was everybody else, not me. I don't have any problems. I just like to drink and have fun. Um, I don't think we realize... I don't think we realized we were using it as a coping mechanism at first. Yeah. Because that's what it started out as. Well, you've got oh, the social like side the of break. it. Yeah, you know. You've got the social side of it, which is all the fun, the happy, when you just meet up on the odd occasion, when you're just socializing at first and having the fun times. Because I've had fun times. I've had good times. I've had great times. It's towards the end when it was just the maintenance drinking. Mm -hmm was 
was the bad time, was the time where this is no longer, uh, this is horrible. I hate this. Pour me another drink sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, it goes from being something enjoyable to a coping mechanism. Yeah. And I think that's, like you say, there, there are, I think there are different, this is, I suppose, different types of alcoholics. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like anything though, isn't it? I mean, I'm sure we all have um, something at the root of our alcoholism or substance abuse, but how great of a problem is the alcoholism or substance abuse? How big of it is it in comparison to all the other things that are contributing to it? What are we masking? Mm -hmm. What is the alcohol or the substance abuse covering up for some people? I think some people. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I think some people, their alcoholism just gets so bad that they just, just getting out from underneath the alcoholism. They mm-hmm. can't even get out from underneath not drinking to get enough time to even dive into the other stuff that, yeah. you know, yeah. they are struggling so much with just getting out from underneath the alcohol. And so like, I can, I can relate to that, but I, I feel like I hit, you know, a you know, Lilo is, or Lilo, he's talked about, you know, the 21 days, you know, you get 21 days and your body kind of is, is, it's got it out of its system. Like I definitely felt that. And I do feel a nag of, of wanting to drink, but it's never that I want to, it's never for the right reasons. You know, when that nag comes around, it's because I've got something I don't want to deal with. And I can see that and recognize it almost immediately now and go, Ooh, what do I not want to think about? What do I not want to feel? Because that I get like an intrusive thought of you should drink (laughs) really Mm -hmm. quick. And I have to go, Hmm, where'd that come from? What's triggering that? And, you know, that's huge. Isn't it? When you get these, these realizations, when you start examining why, before we got to this stage, we wouldn't have even thought about it. We'd have had a drink. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Ugh, you know, I've had, shit, I've, had, I've had a shit. I've had. I've had. Yeah, I've had a shit day. Pour me a drink. Oh, it's yeah. a good time today. Let's have a drink. Oh, I'm tired. Let's have a drink. You know, any yeah. that was their solution. Now, I've had a shit day. Why? Because this happened. This happened. This. You ex- start examining things rather than just shoving it all to one side and coping mm-hmm. by having a drink. So. We're learning to deal with life because we are. We got no choice. There's no choice in this. You've made me think of something in talking like that. You've made me think of something because you know we are we are having to find new ways to deal with life, right? And one of the things that I did want to kind of retouch on that is a personal struggle for me, but I know that other people deal with. Mm-hmm. is that, you know, we, I've noticed a lot of discord on the app with people trying to decide if they put, if they spend too much time on the app, okay. do they spend too much time talking about sobriety, you know, all of these things and they feel guilty and they feel like they're ignoring the outside world in favor of their sobriety and, and things like that. Um, I 100% am experiencing that. That's something that I'm, I wanted to bring up because I don't really know what to do. I, I don't know how to balance this part. So, um, you know, I've, I've said, you know, I, I go to work, I come home, my brain is tired. 
I can decompress by talking to you guys. Okay. I can chat with you guys. I can call somebody on the phone and talk to them on the phone. That helps me decompress, but I can't do it with the people in my home, which is kind of sad, but I feel like it's because we are all on this same path and we enjoy, enjoy may be the wrong word, but we can talk about it. We have thoughts and ideas and relatable facts and, you know, things like that. So when we, we can talk and talk and talk to each other about our mental health and about our alcoholism and about our struggles and about our frustrations. And if I bring it up at home, it's just like, Oh, here we go again. Talking about your alcoholism, talking about your mental health, talking, here we go. And so, you know, my family feels this disconnect, but it's because I feel like I can't talk to them about the things that are so prevalent in my life right now. You know, unfortunately this is what's taking up all my time. You know, you say, you said enjoy wasn't the right word, but it is an enjoyment. It's enjoying finding camaraderie. It's enjoying finding people that can relate to what you're talking about. Because as you say, you talk to your husband about it, he can't relate to it. Mm-hmm. So you come into the app. Um, I love being in the ladies groups. Um, I love, I love the app. I'm my, my relationship with the app is changing more. I've used it as my, when I first came into this, it was my support. It was my, it really was my support. That was my go-to. And yeah, uh, you wonder, you go into it for a while and then you start thinking, hang on, am I swapping one addiction for another addiction? And you see it so many times with people. But then after a while, you'll still see people who've drifted away from it. And then all of a sudden they come back and they say, I suddenly realize I need to be here. Mm-hmm. Or they've it's no, reset. It's, yeah, or they've reset. And that's no different to people going to a daily AA meeting. That's their support network. They need that meeting with AA to keep them on the path. If you were to spend an hour in the app, it's no different to spending an hour at an AA meeting. Mm -hmm. It's your support network. It's the thing that's going to get you through. And I love being in the ladies groups because, no disrespect, fellas, but we've got different wants and needs emotionally. We have more physical things ladies do. You guys don't have to go through half of this shit. Thank you, lucky stars. Um, And it's good to have, we don't just talk about alcohol. And I think I can understand some people saying, oh, can we not talk about alcohol? I don't want to talk about alcohol today. Can we just forget about alcohol? Yeah, we don't have to talk about alcohol. But there is someone who is going to want to talk about it. So we have to be prepared to be there for them because there's a time. My, my thinking is I'll be there because there may be a time when I need you to be there for me if I struggle. So, you know, it's a two-way thing, as every, like everything. But, and as I say, I felt guilty for it. But then after a while, I thought, no, this, this keeps me sober. And if this keeps me sober, then I'm sticking with it. And I'm not going to feel guilty about it. I think I need to start, uh, you know, I always go to the Zooms um, and I pick and choose which ones that I go to, but I don't think I've missed a whole week 
it maybe once, maybe mm-hmm. once or twice. Yeah. Um, but I go at some, at some point and I feel like a lot of times when I do go, it's meant to be because I need to hear a certain message. And this past weekend, um, we talked about resentment twice in both yeah. meetings. And um, it, I learned a lot from them because uh, I got some, some perspective about how I'm functioning in my real life. Because it's very easy for me to check out of real life and to check into the app or check into these relationships. The virtual world. The virtual, yes. Very easy for me to check out of real life and check into the virtual world. Um, just because I've been in the real life, for, been in the real world too much for the day. But um, I, I, I am losing a portion of myself that connects to people. And I'm, it's, it's happening at work and it's happening at home. You know, I'm not connecting with my husband in, in ways that I probably could make more effort. I'm not connecting with my son. And more recently, I found out that I'm not really connecting with my employees at work and that they feel very like all I am. I'm kind of like the mom, like you've done this wrong and you've charted this poorly and you've mislabeled this. And I'm constantly like the nag. I am. And I'm the nag at home. I'm the one that's like, I feel like I carry the burden and I feel resentful about it and it makes me negative. And then I have no desire to put anything positive back in, you know, because I already feel negative and it's, it's going to be a new practice for me to purpose, to do that with purpose. I'm going to have Mm -hmm. to actually it's not going to come organically. It's not no. going to be something that I walk in and I'm like, I love you. <laughs> it's just not going to. I'm going to. You're not poppy. Like with- You're not poppy. <laughs> of trolls. You're not going to come in all rainbows. <laughs> it's not. I'm going to have to go. Ooh, time to go check on your coworkers and see if they're okay today. You know, go pop <laughs> over and say good morning. You need to be social. And it was just like my practice yesterday when I hurt my husband's feelings, he went upstairs cause he was hurt. And I stayed downstairs and just kind of text him for a while that I was sorry. And that wasn't, that's not a good apology. You know, why, I really did, did yeah, why did you not go up the stairs? I did eventually. That, I, <laughs> at, but, but at first I was like, he's mad at me and I kind of messed up and I'll just say, I'm sorry, but he's still mad at me. And I was like, no, I really hurt his feelings. Like he really, like he cleaned the whole kitchen and made this big old breakfast and woke me up and had coffee made. And my son sitting at the table with his plate full. I mean, like there was so much thought and effort. My mother's put day. Into it. <laughs> it was. And today is Father's Day. And yes. here I am like, let's talk about finances and everything that's freaking me out right now. <laughs> He's like, what the frick, Rebecca? You know, so like I, I have to be more conscious and, and for me, that feels like right now, like I, I'm like, there's so much on my plate and now I have to do what, you know, just more. (laughs) This comes down. Yeah. This comes down to giving you that little kernel of Mm self-care because when you concentrate on yourself and you give yourself that space to be. It brings you back and it helps you deal and it helps you connect because, I mean, like you say, connecting in the real world. I mean, 
I'm dreadful. I have no problem connecting with anybody. I'll talk to anybody in the grocery store. I'm dreadful. <laughs> Me too. Me too. It's why I'm um, good at my job, to be honest. You know, I can be it. friends with just about anybody. But it's it. You do sometimes feel like the nag, and I've said this is this is where I want this is comes back to me saying earlier on about sometimes I don't feel like a wife. I feel like a nag because I'm saying, put your feet up. Come on, we got to do this and we got to do that. And, you know, don't do that because that, that'll cause problems and you can't have that and you can't eat that. And you get fed up of it. You get tired of it. You get tired of yourself. Mm -hmm. And And when it's your child, it's one thing. When it's your spouse, it's another. And Mm -hmm. then you start, you know, and and sometimes that's just a reality. You know, that's your reality. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that it doesn't take an emotional toll on you and cost you something. Yeah. So, I mean, how often do you get to spend me time without feeling guilty about it? I do it every day. So I'm at the point where I'm wondering if I'm abusing it. That's, that's where I'm kind of at. I'm like, have I gotten so selfish in my me time and my self-care and what I need that I am, I'm, it's my new go-to, you know, it's like, do you want to be around me? No, you don't want to be around me. Okay, great. I don't want to be around you. So I'll be in the bedroom for the rest of the night. Bye. And I do that like practically every day. And I wake up at five in the morning because I like to be by myself in the morning too. Um, it helps me get ready for the day and mentally prepare for what the day is going to bring on. And I have a lot of things start with my day. You know, I have people call out sick or, you know, so my day starts before I've even left the house usually. And so I'm at that point now where, and and now that the guys are doing this different schedule, I have all this free time and maybe it's going to help me balance this, to be honest. I mean, honestly, maybe it'll, it'll help me balance it as I'm thinking about it because you know, my husband will be asleep and I will be awake and I have all this span of time to do whatever I want. Lately, I've been like going to the pool and not feeling guilty about not about neglecting people because I'm not, they're asleep. I'm not neglecting anybody. They're Mm -hmm. asleep. So it's great, you know? Um, And then when they're not asleep, I need to be present. Instead, you know, instead of being like, that's great that y'all are awake, but I'm still at the pool talking to my friends on the phone, you know, whatever. I need to be like, okay, family time now. So like today is Father's Day and I am going to go to the pool after we get off the phone and I'm going to lay out, I'm going to relax and I'm going to listen to some podcasts, but then I'm going to come back home and I'm going to clean the kitchen because we're going to be grilling and that's what my husband loves to do. And a clean kitchen is where you start. So I'm going to clean the kitchen for him. And like, I'm, I'm just trying, I've been trying to think proactively, how am I going to show him that I am thankful for him as the father that he is, you know, like, how can I show him? uh, And, and it's not a monetary thing. Like, I don't want to buy him anything. I'm not big on like buying things for stuff like that. Like show him, I could give him a back rub that would definitely show him, you know, there are things that I can do. So like, I'm already kind of planning it, but my first priority is, is my self-care. Yeah. And I need to figure out more balance in that so that, you know, it's not my default because right now it, my self-care is kind of my default. Like I force myself to go to work. I force myself to do my job all day. And then I come home and I default to get away from me. I'm self-care now. <laughs> and I don't, 
you've lost your happy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it, I, I'm getting it back though. Like I feel yeah. like I'm starting to get it back. I just, it's, I just have to figure it out. And I'm, and it being summer and, and I'm, you know, like I, I feel better about myself and, and that helps, you know, and yeah, and I don't know. There's just so many working always, pieces to this puzzle. Yeah. And it, it's, a, it's a daily discovery. I mean, we're constantly discovering things. Um, I always, I kept, when I lost my happy, I kept thinking of the two little trolls, Polly and uh, Poppy, Polly, I'm Polly, Poppy. And I can't remember <laughs> the little guy's name and he was all gray and she was all pink. And then when he got his feelings and his happy back, he came back and it, all his little colors came back and he changed color from gray. <laughs> and I always think, okay, I can feel my color changing. <laughs> <laughs> The old Cindy Lauper song, Your True Colors. And um True Colors Shining Through. Yeah, that's it. And you've got to get to your happy. Have you heard? And this is someone that Al Webby on the website turned me on to. This is and I love these. Have you heard of Melody Beatty? Uh-uh. Research Melody Beattie's books. They're, they're about codependency. There's an entry for each day that you can read. And a lot of them will touch on everything we've talked about today. Oh, you'll have you'll to send find... me like, the name in our group or something so I can yes. look it up. And um, there, she's got two or three. I mean, I've got two of the books. So I've just ordered another book. Um, one is um, Letting Go. Another is A Journey of the Heart to the soul and the readings each day you can relate to the the one the letting go one does go over a lot of this 12 steps in a way but it talks about things like fear prayer meditation you can find you don't have to stick with each day because she puts the dates you can look through the index and find one of the days that will relate to something you you're thinking about. And these have been so thought provoking for me that I'm thinking, wow. And someone was, was, was going through something and the reading for the day was weird because it said, the one thing you can go back to that is always going to be there is your heart. If you're struggling, go back to your heart. And it, I will send you the links. Um, and I will also put the links at the bottom of this podcast if anybody is interested, because um, I love them. You can get them uh, from our beautiful friend, who, uh, Mr. Amazon, Mr. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> He's going into space, isn't he? And um, you, can, you can have a word with Alexa. She'll get them for you anytime you like. But she... <laughs> I did, uh, I did a post last night that actually po- related to some of the Melody Beatty stuff. So if you go and read my post from yesterday, it was, um, it was about facing life. And I did put that I will only give up when the old ticker stops. I'm not giving up till then. So thank you so much. I've loved thank this you. chat. Me too. Enjoy your time by the pool. Find your little happy spot. Find your little happy place and enjoy Father's Day. Make him smile. I will. Make him smile. All right, darling. You have a wonderful day. Thank you, darling. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.